Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'm the gap. Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? <laughs> Hello, Brisbane. Minister for Sports says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate-range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashburn? Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. You've got Henry Bretts here anxiously looking at my laptop. It's not porn, it's a podcast. <laughs> What's a porn What's wrong? <laughs> no, I, I was just looking at something. It's all good, guys. <laughs> but like, well, like a Queensland team yeah, destined geez. for great things, thing, a, I'm starting to fall apart. Yeah. That, was a, that was a kick in the nuts. Yeah. That was, as we are now a rugby league podcast and open about half of our housekeepings with some match analysis um, suffice it to say, I don't think you will ever see another State of Origin game played in country Queensland. And as Joe and I were saying, from the moment that Townsville was announced yeah. as the host of Game 1 of the yeah. Origin, don't give it to them. Don't trust what them. What a dud. Uh, hillbillies up there, don't don't even want to yeah. hear about it. Toothless. Yeah, toothless. Um, and, I, and, I, and I was on the record. No, if you could go back and find any point of a podcast in the past where we were excited about this no, announcement. absolutely not. Excited about this coup? Not at all. I, I lulled, from day lulled the Maroons into a false sense of security. Just a crap decision all round. Pitch was too hard. I was always against it. Um, yeah. Mate, I said it Dry from, track, ridiculous. I mean, listen, we trust the regions oh with one God. fucking thing. We ask them to do one thing. Prepare a stadium... Yeah. That's absolutely going to guarantee us a win. Did we get our $8 million in taxpayer money worth? No. Can we have it back, please? Yeah, too right. It was over a million dollars a point, really. Yeah. you consider what Queensland scored. (laughs) And and the thing about the dry track, Henry, is, you know, your farmers are always like, oh, the drought, oh, the drought, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I get that's why the track is dry, but it counted against Queensland this time. Yeah, exactly. We would have siphoned you some water from Barnaby's secret supply if you'd (laughs) promised to make the track a bit wetter. Holy shit, mate. We could have sent you some... Rain from the gap. Yeah, the kind so of true. From, the, from the reservoir. I'd, or is it? Mate, let the gap have a fucking origin next time. Yeah, legit. Before, I'd, let, I'd let the Listen, this is it. It's I un- mean, everyone in Ashgrove already Brisbane. thinks they're at the centre of the universe. Yeah, probably. So if Ashgrove is the Brisbane, then the gap is the Townsville. If we ga- yeah, if we gave the gap an origin, no, Ashgrove no. would lose their tits. Yeah. They, they already believe that the world and Brisbane by extension revolves around them. Yeah. All they would need is a hint of confirmation. Not not as early as last weekend did someone from Ashgrove tell me again that <laughs> the day that Jeeps oh, yeah, won the, the final yeah. at Ashgrove <laughs> was the best day of their life. I'm not even kidding. If you think the aura of Ashgrove, yeah. and that is made up, it's not. And that's why we're so excited to unpack the gap because yeah. this is a shoulder chip. That is what Ashgrove would say. They go, oh, the Gap has a chip on its shoulder. Yeah. They don't. They want to be Ashgrove. I don't think the Gap gives that much of a no. fuck about Ashgrove. No, as, as will be borne out a lot in this episode, I think there's a lot of living rent free in the minds of Ashgrove. I think Ashgrovians believe that all of Brisbane cares about their rivalry with the Gap. Mm. I don't even think the Gap cares. Mm. They're just living life in their leafy, nice suburb that's kind of close to the city, but secluded and decent property prices. They're yeah. not worried about what some fella, you know, in St. John's Wood is thinking about them, tossing and turning at 2am. It's kind of like the number of people who have messaged us over the last week saying that the fucking bloody brilliant beers podcast has stolen yeah. our idea on TikTok. And yeah. we're like, mate, 
I don't even, care. We're not even thinking about it. I'm not on TikTok. Bloody, I'm, I'm, mate. Well, I even, literally don't care. We're not even looking at it, mate. China yeah. can have all the data from the bloody brilliant beers they want. Yeah. We're just sitting here, living it up in Joe's weird desk yeah. with my knees kind of up Yeah, Henry it. and I are... We're back close to again. recording the podcast really close together. Like uh, physically, we've always been uh, metaphysically uh, yeah. very close. Yeah. But uh, we're both on the deck here, uh, the desk rather. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be a lot more intimate, the show. It's very I nice of Joe to move to aside his book, Capital in the 21st Century and some Colgate toothpaste. Yeah. Uh, advanced whitening. Yeah. So you're whitewashing your teeth, yeah. are you, mate? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what is this, Disney's Mulan yeah, in well, your mouth, mate? Hey, I tried to find advanced blackening, but I heard that, <laughs> you know, even if it's charcoal on your teeth, blackface is frowned black upon. Black tooth so is still... It's yeah, still a The problem. number of politicians <laughs> who were caught doing black tooth years later. Yeah, it was funny in the 80s. But speaking of the 80s... Yeah, mate. Really exciting announcement. By the, the time you're hearing this... Yeah. The Mangrove's second album will be out. It's called Songs to Make Your Dad Proud. And speaking of proud, I've never been more proud of something in my life. I I got to be honest with you, and we can be honest with our Unpakistanis. I love this album. I love it so much. I, I'm, it's I, it's shameful it. how much I like listening I, to it. I'm incredibly proud of this. And I, and I can say it with even kind of less feigned humility than Joel Hamish, who did yeah, write the thing. This is a... Um, I've never feigned humility. I'm not humble at all. I don't think it's something you'd be accused of. <laughs> no. often. Joe, do oh, I, Joe was, I just hate how he's walking around so freaking humble all the time. It's never going to be a knock. He's got no zest. Yeah, he's really lacking in zest and leadership. Um, but yeah, th- this is this is an absolute yeah, barn stomper of an album. Yeah. It's just unreal. It's, it's it's and I think there's eleven songs on it. I'm not to undermine the current product, and I know the Unpakistanis do fuel our uh, the the band. You're yeah, at a lot really, of live gigs. They're yeah. the they're the workhorses. They're, they're the, back, the engine, the backbone of the. They're the, the Brian Toto and Latrell Mitchell exactly. of the mangroves. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly it. Um, but what I want is it, it just if you're listening to this now on the bus or in the yeah. car, if you can safely do so, just pause us. We'll stay here. Uh, and just go listen to the mangroves. Yeah. Uh, just go listen to songs to make your dad proud. It's out. It's if you, if you like the themes of this podcast, I promise you're going to love the if music If you like of this album. what we talk about, if you like the humour, imagine that, but it's attached to a pretty catchy song. It's sort of this as a musical. And, and to make sure that you do <laughs> go and listen to it, um, and it runs for about 40 minutes, we're just going to sit here in silence. So this will seem like a long... So go listen to it yeah. and we'll wait here. We're just going to put the microphones down good. and have the sort of chats we do when we're not uh, on mic. Okay, sweet. Yeah, you, how did you like, did you like the album? Anything. Yeah. Did you like the album? You got well, yeah. Listen, like Pig City bounced out. Like Les Kiss is it, it's something. If you're a rugby fan, is in there. Yeah. You got Les mates. Kiss, who was actually uh, going to coach the Waratahs potentially, but has decided to stay in the UK. Wow. For those playing along at home, Les Kiss uh, was a Queensland Maroons player in the '80s. And not as some have noted, not knowing who Les Kiss, the rugby <laughs> player, is, and seeing the tracklist released the other day, saying. So what's this like porn song <laughs> about a, what's this les what's this les what's this lesbian during, kissing during, song during Pride Month song? <laughs> um, you know, you got Tawong, which is about uh, you know particularly college kids and uni rats, but general song about Tawong. You got Gabatoire, which is about 
the greatest cricket ground. Really, in one the for world. the cricket fans on this one. I, I, yeah, I know we, actually, yeah, we hinted wow. at bits of cricket on the first album. This one has a has two, dare I say, to tease it, fully fledged cricket chats. One of them's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, and, declaration. Yeah, and does feature for the first time. Um, we do call it songs to make your dad proud. Yeah. This album features one of our dads. We we won't reveal too much more. No. Maybe we'll next and, time. And, and, and even go th- listen to Declaration and you'll hear the input of an actual dad. And another little tease for Declaration, you'll hear the input of an actual Shane Warne. Mm. And in what way? You'll oh, have well, to I go already to- said one of our dads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I forget. I forget. I covered it. Henry Warne. It was a wild um, time. But yeah, Songs to Make Your Dad Proud is out now. Spotify, Apple Music, it's on YouTube. It's on SoundCloud. I think it's on Instagram, and if you just want to, yeah, if yeah. You, if you was a weird way to listen to it, put up forty minutes of little videos yeah. and then added the songs. I don't know. Yeah, but you, totally, you genuinely could. But it's Friday morning, so like, or maybe afternoon. By the time you're listening out, it is out. Put it on the UE boom at your speaker. And Show your mum and dad. Your work. Show your friends. Uh, yeah, just, it's a Friday. Everyone's listening to music. And please let us know what you think of it. Like yeah. message us and say what songs you liked. What that, you didn't like, Evan. Yeah. It's all constructive. Feel free to keep that to yourself, yeah. I'll be honest. Well, um, if it's, if it's oh, I didn't like Hamish. Yeah, that's oh, that's fine. Fine. Tell us that. That's the drumming was off. But the, bass. Bass. Yeah. but the bass and the guitar, oh, dead on. But yeah, we are in, in true, true, wholehearted seriousness. I'm, I'm so, so proud of this. It's something that I think will make people in Brisbane proud, make you happy to live in your city. Um, so please do go and listen to it. And speaking, Joe, of living in yeah. your city, we have good news about the album, but we We're also got some bad news. Some bad news, yeah. yeah. Uh, this so, is fucked. So a, livid, a livability index came out. I'm lividability. Yeah. Right, but Bloody oath. Uh, and I mean, the silver lining, Brisbane made it on it. It was yeah. the top 10 most livable cities in the world. An annual ranking released but by The Economist. We were pipped. By Melbourne, yep. by Adelaide, by Perth, by Auckland, by Wellington, by Geneva, by Zurich, by Tokyo, and by Osaka. Zurich, I don't care. Now, pretty proud of myself for this. I was going to say. I, I didn't look at that. I reckon just off the top of my head, I've nailed the cities that we were pipped by. Yeah. I don't think there's another. Let's go through the Australian ones. Yeah. I mean, Auckland getting number one in the world, I do not understand. Um, it's boring as fuck. I want to say at the outset. Um, what I learned about The Economist's Livability Index. What it actually is, is it's for companies who need to bring people in, say, to their Auckland office or their Tokyo office, and it's a measure of basically whether or not you'll have to pay overs to get someone to move to a new city for work. Mm. So if you're low on the Livability Index, like if it's a really shit city, you'll have to pay someone, you know, 20% above market rate to convince them to move there. But the idea is... It doesn't cost that much to persuade someone to move to Auckland or Melbourne or Tokyo or Zurich. Right, right. Well, to go to go to the horse's mouth in a way. Yeah. Uh, Lord Mayor Adrian Schrinner of Brisbane was yep. on the radio show that I work what on at Four BC today, and he was asked by our host Scott about it, and he said, "Listen, in a way, they're self-defeating these lists because by virtue of us appearing on the list for many years, we do have people move here, and you yeah. can kind of become a victim of your own success in that one of the." Factors that is considered livable is it's not too busy, it's not too oh, so sprawled true. out, it's yeah. easy to get around. So we have a reputation of being such a livable place and such a great place to live. Over it's time, warm. you lose that reputation. So over time, yeah. so many people come here. Um, now, as Scott pointed out, he said, "I don't see any. Uh, I don't see Victoria getting shut down potentially because Brisbane people are trying to escape to get there. Yeah. It always seems to be our state that people are sneaking into. But I think um, Ollie, who is a keen unPakistani messaged in and to this list and said. 
Melbourne can get fucked. Those people can barely wash their hands and stay out of lockdown. <laughs> it's a daylight robbery for Brisbane. I agree. How could, the reason fucking Melbourne's livable is because they've all been living in their fucking lounge rooms for the last Legit. year. The comment How about can you go into lockdown four times and still be better than Streets Beach? They can make a sourdough and have housemates' PowerPoint nights in lockdown as many times as they fucking want. <laughs> it's still not livable. I don't. Oh. Any good asset of Melbourne has been denied to them for the last 18 months. Fucking like Kate Sobrano can tweet the fucking strong muscle oh, bicep mate. emoji as many times as she wants. We're in, this, toge- not- we're in this together, Melbourne. Adelaide stung. Yeah, I I, I I like Adelaide a lot. I, I went to Adelaide um, recently. It is great. It's a good um, place. It's it's dead past 9pm. Like you, th- you think Which Brisbane's mate, dead? If that's livable, then sure. But I don't consider that livable because no. I want to live. I really want to live, baby. Wanna, um, in the I words mean, of Good Charlotte, <laughs> I just want to live, who I assume sponsored this list. <laughs> I mean, uh, Adelaide does have per capita far more pubs um, than yeah, anywhere okay. I've been. But Adelaide... You could have a couple of great beers in the afternoon, get a great dinner. There's nothing else to do. Yeah. That's it. You, 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 you're fully maxed out. And I, I, the only time I've been to Adelaide was in Fringe, which I think okay, is a little that'd bit be a of an anomaly. Yeah. yeah in the, it's, um, but even then, it wasn't like, yeah, if you left the Fringe Bar, yeah. there wasn't too much else Where was on. the Fringe Bar? Um, Did it used to be? It was, was co- it it co-opted a pub. So it was just like the oh, beer garden of a okay. pub became the Fringe Bar. Great. I can't remember which the pub it was, but it was good. But- yeah. Perth, Perth is a fucking slap in the face. I don't even know what's going on. I, I, don't, I just don't think that's true. I don't think anyone could be fucked going there. No. So they just no assume, checked. They're like, I mean, is it livable? I don't know. It's like six hours away. They were yeah, just there's like, beaches. There's a couple of AFL teams. I'll ask my fine. South African mate. Is it good? They're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah awesome. but it's pretty good. There are a lot of white people. A lot of prawns. <laughs> Sorry, man. What was that? Is District 9 Perth? That was where it was, <laughs> that was I think yeah, District 9 was filmed in Perth. Oh, my name is Vikas van der Berwe and yeah. I go for the West Coast Eagles. <laughs> oh, fantastic team. I actually met Tame Impala. I've just had a, <laughs> I just did a lisp. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Brisbane, I want you to un-Pakistanis, do not be disheartened by this stupid list. I'm going to make an announcement. I would like Brisbane to drop off every livability index. Yeah, true. Because it's our little secret. 100%. I don't need us to be on there. It's between you, me, and the un-Pakistanis, mate. Absolutely. And speaking of livability... Let's go out to a place that some say is too far out to be livable. Some say just far enough. Let's go to the gap. Wikipedia, we're, we're, we're right, we do it every time. Henry, can you give me the population of the gap? Actually, after following up last week where I got it 100% correct. <laughs> I'm... You haven't looked again, have you? No, I actually haven't. I intentionally didn't read the first little bit. Oh, good. I'll give you 6,300. I was going to give you a hint. What? You are more than double off. It's like 1,300. It's more. Oh, 1,500. You mean 15,000? 15,000. No, it's more than that. How many fucking people are in the game? 16,692. Holy crap. I think this is the, by population, the biggest suburb we have done. How big is the gap? That is that is fucking nuts. They reckon sixteen thousand yeah. people live in. How many were in Ashgrove? Uh I want to say about twelve thousand. I'll just I'll just get up some numbers quickly. Yeah, let's just run the numbers. Yeah, on let's this crunch the be, numbers. That'd be groundbreaking if more people. Are li- I guess I guess that's sort of the barb that is tossed at the yeah. Gap by Ashgrove is it's okay. farm. Yeah. So the Gap has sixteen thousand six hundred ninety-two. Ashgrove has thirteen thousand. Um, nearby Barden. Nine and a half thousand. Like really, like 
the so gap is about double the population of Baden. That's bonkers. Which, you know, dizzy There's rascal. Anogra, 5,000. It's fucking wild. Jesus. So, that well, that is absolutely incredible. And this is, this is the thing. We'll, we'll begin with this on the Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, and, and a lot of people like being away from the the hustle and the bustle. Yeah, and, and the, the bustle. I can live with the hustle, but the bustle See, it gets bu- to me. I'm a bustle man. Really? I could do hustle and hustle. bustle is like um, rape and pillage, where it's like, it just has to be together. You say them together. Yeah, if someone was like, oh, I'm so sick of the bustle, you'd be like, right, I freak. It's like rock and roll. Yeah. An, an example I, mean, I would have used before, rape and pillage. <laughs> yeah, but you say rock. Oh, not often. <laughs> We're know. in a band. We say it all the time. Dwayne the Rock and Roll Johnson, my favourite actor in Jumanji. Yeah, we're always like, yeah, let's rock and roll. Yeah, <laughs> we do say that all the time. Yeah, come but, on. But but this, yeah, they say it's it's too far away and we'll get into that later when we get some of the feedback that's come in. But let's give the facts. The gap is 10 kilometres by road northwest of not the Brisbane CBD, but the Brisbane GPO. Yeah. And I went, huh? Which just stands for General Post Office. It's post Office. So, so... For most cities, that's technically what the city centre is defined as. Is the post office. Yeah. So P.O. Square. The place where you get uh, stamps and yeah. door the Explorer colouring yeah. books. And air fryers. Yeah. Uh, it, the P.O. Square is basically the true heart of Brisbane in terms of what we measure. Fuck, man. It's actually where does I, that like, make, I work Does that make it. postmen like heart surgeons? Yeah, in, in every feasible way. Yeah. And they're allowed almost, to do heart surgery as well. It's almost they're, exactly like that. That was that entitled. season finale of Postman Pat. <laughs> where, the, where the black the black and white cat went into cardiac arrest, and he was like, and he had, yet he had to do did heart surgery. Did talk? Because um, I'm thinking the artist did like a Mr. Bo- Bean noise. Did Bob the Builder talk? Did any of these? Bob the Builder, ap- he was given mate. He's a oh, can we fix? He's it? a small business. He was yeah. he and he sung I think, that. I think a postman. little bit of concrete. On my, like, Bob the Builder, <laughs> a did little a, bit of Monica. Hang on, I'm getting postman. Um, I, I, I'm pretty confident postman Pat. Um, but just to help people stack up the numbers with the gaps distance from the city, and a lot of people, you know, love to claim that the gap is quite close to the city and, and we've seen the stat 10 kilometres. Now, ready to blow your mind? Sorry, it's just a Grammarly ad on the Postman Pat. You can watch oh, Postman Just Pat quick sidebar. You want- Some of the examples Grammarly uses are like, does your writing look like this? I'm like, were you hitting the fucking head this morning? I fucking hate Grammarly. Like Grammarly prefer- really for me is clearly for absolute idiots. I prefer Terrasly. Even because <laughs> people from Girls Grammarly. Girls Grammarly? Yeah, yeah what a joke. Um, so, so uh, this is Postman Pat. But clearly, other people talk. You know you've got to sit still while I'm driving. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know you've got to sit still when I'm driving. God, terribly boring. Do- I, d- I think they need to get Aaron Sorkin in on Postman Pat. The cat looks like malnourished. Well, hence the heart surgery. Oh yeah. But so anyway, the gap. Yeah, anyway, the gap. Postman Gap. Uh, Postman Ten kilometres northwest of the post office. So Anogra, by contrast, eight point three kilometres. Okay. So you, you wouldn't immediately guess it, but an Anogra. Is closer to the city than the gap is. Well, a lot of the feedback we got was about it's so far away, it's so far away. When I hear 10 kilometres, I'm not thinking like, holy shit, like people go for runs on Strava of 10 kilometres and I don't look at them and go, that's bananas. That's a long way, yeah. So so to run from the post office in the city all the way to the gap, it's only a 10k run. I mean, in Brisbane, I think, but this is a super weird analogy, but the other day I I was in... um, like Bowen Hills area. Mm. I was like, oh, I could go to Coco's Annalee, which is that, that grocery shop. Okay. And Annalee was seven Ks away. And I saw that and I was like, that's fucking ages. That is far. Like that, that, 
Okay, 10 yeah, kilometers, okay, yeah, I guess full credit to the gap. That is actually further than I thought. Okay, see, I'm thinking that's closer with all the hullabaloo we've heard from people about. It's fucking, you've you got to yeah, get a passport. To, to yeah, prepare like, oh, prepare for a time zone change. I the mean, gap is fucking ages away. And it's like, you're in Ashgrove, bro. I mean, what I think the gap struggles with is if you think about it geographically, it's a very wide but very narrow suburb, which means, it, you know, the part of the gap that's closest to the city is really far from the part of the gap that is furthest away from the city. Mm. Whereas other suburbs that, you know, the gap is like a long, you know, penis, so to speak. Very much so. And the base of the penis is close to the city, the head of the penis, far away. Whereas but, other suburbs are like, you know, a scrotum. Yeah. It's sort of all hanging around. No, I do I do hear you out on that, but I- Take I, my point. Well, I, take, I somewhat take your point, but I would say the gap, far more vaginal in nature. Or just the name. Yeah. Or the shape of the suburb couldn't bear less resemblance to a, a vagina. Oh. <laughs> but you haven't seen the vaginas <laughs> I have, man. <laughs> oh, brother. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. Oh, I wish I could still say that. <laughs> oh, I wish I was a man who could look you dead in the eyes, my best friend, and say the vaginas don't look like the shape of the gap. <laughs> I wish I could tell you that. Yeah, it's, um, why is it called the gap? The gap was named... Not for any vaginal <laughs> qualities, but because of its geographical location in the valley between Mount Cutha and Anogra Hill, i.e. the gap between ah, hills. It's quite literally a big old butt crack and the hills yeah. are the cheekies. That's what I used to say when I'd go there. Really? I spent a lot of my youth in the gap as well. Your, your grandmother. Because my grandmother lived right. there. Um, but yeah, they, they both form part of the Taylor Range. So you've got the Taylor Range, then you've got... Mount Cutha, Inogra Hill, yeah. part of that range, and the Smack gap in, the in between. And it's interesting that Inogra Hill, unlike Poser Mountain, Cutha, hasn't tried to call itself no, Mount Inogra. They're just, owning, they're just owning themselves their hill. Yeah, Whereas totally. Mount Cutha was like, oh, well, let's sneak it in. No one's watching. Come up and get a coffee. Yeah, too right. Well, I, I mean, the hill and the mountain thing is very interesting because you know how they say Penrith in Sydney is the foot of the mountains? Like That's how they always describe it. Didn't, but cool. Um, Whenever I'm out in the gap, that's what I think of. And, and particularly even, like I know Jeeps is in Ashgrove, but the whole- I was going to say, don't compare Jeeps to the Panthers right now. No, 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 I no, no. I don't want someone coming up and telling me that Mitch Trelevin's the Nathan Cleary of Ashgrove. I don't need, I don't need to hear, oh, any, you don't need to hear I don't need again. Kate Jones to proclaim a public holiday because you think they fucking, they're the Panthers. But if, but if you're even at Dan Murphy's at the gap and you look up behind you, it does feel like you're at the foot of the mountains. Well, yeah. the foot of the hills, Mike. Oh, but, well, I mean, having spent a lot of time there, once again, it is you You kind of do look up and you are surrounded by hills yeah. with eyes. Uh, very great place to be in a Tomorrow Weather War began if there was in Brisbane. Yeah. I think there's well, plenty of places but, to hide out in the gap. Well, where are the enemy coming from? Because if they... Oh, the if they, Okay, that's My fair. mind, yeah. And so if you had enough people, you'd say, all right, half of us are going up Nogra Hill, yep. we're going to Mount Cutha, yep. and then like in Mad Max where they fall, it's like a- Yes, yeah, Valley, running, of, Valley of Death type It's thing. Valley of Death. Running they, a gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, they run the gauntlet, yeah. Or, or, That'd be sick, actually. Or you have the high ground if they try to come up either side of the mountain. Either side of the mountain. Yeah. Whereas like, if you're you a new you farm, you'd be where the coffee, like where that coffee club used to be. Yeah. Like, legit. Basically pinned. Yeah. And if the TV towers on Mount Cutha yeah. stayed there, you'd have like full snipe. Yeah, or you could use them to like communicate and stuff. God, we should be fucking Brisbane ever get invaded. I kind of like want it to happen. Yeah, I want. I want to be like a commander from quite a distance. Mm. You know, in Saving Private Ryan, where it's that continue and spoilers if you haven't seen it, but it's like <laughs> it a came out in the nineties. Yeah, you should just, have seen it. I mean, just go see it. Moratorium. I'll lend you the Blu-ray. But <laughs> if you felt like they're like, oh, what was Tom Hanks's character doing before the war? Like, what was his occupation? It's the big thing. He like reveals himself. He's like, oh, I was a teacher. 
I'd love us to have that of like that was a podcast. Oh, what's 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 Commander Joe? What do you re- <laughs> like? He's such a powerful, gallant leader. What do you reckon he used to do? And then, yeah, in like a tense scene, you're like, I was a podcaster, man. I made silly little jokes about military strategy and command. And now I kill. Now I'm an Anzac. Now I'm the Ben Robert Smith. I'm an Anzac Bicky. I'm a big old biscuit. Uh, Ashgrove Golf Club. I'm a biscuit. Is <laughs> located in the Brisbane suburb of. The Gap. Very interesting. A ongoing trend where things in the Gap will try to claim Ashgrove. Uh, Ashgrove Golf Club was formed in April 13, uh, 1939. <laughs> in April 1300. <laughs> AD. Uh, Hello, Sir Lancelot. Would you like to join me for a putt? <laughs> How many holes is it? Uh, it was a nine-hole format. But over the time, the club expanded to 18 holes. Uh, but interestingly, the land was originally a dairy farm and a market garden. Wow. So if there could be a bigger statement of the way that golf clubs uh, gentrify and expand, it's that a beautiful little market garden and dairy farm was turned into a golf club that lies about its name. Ashgrove Golf Club used to be a dairy farm. It's probably still more full of shit than it was <laughs> then. Oh, still more blokes milking it. <laughs> That's yeah. I mean, I don't really know how you milk it in golf. It's not really like penalties. Still more blokes walking around saying moo. <laughs> Sorry, mate. What was that, bit? Still more blacks and whites mixing. <laughs> what was that? What was that, mate? It was a dairy cow thing. <laughs> oh, okay. What Still more Brahmins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a dairy cow thing. Still more hole in ones. Sorry, mate. What's that got <laughs> to do with golf thing? <laughs> Still more than, still less blokes running around and thinking cows are a little bit hot. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Still less blokes trying to suck the udders. <laughs> Sorry, Damien, I mean, pun, it's Damien, like sucking the others. Damien, go home. Damien, you, you brought a lot of your own. Damien, go home to your wife and kids. Um, yeah, um, this is really interesting. And people people who are defenders of the Gap wrote mm-hmm. in about this, and we'll get to it later, but the Ashgrove Golf Club is in the Gap. Yeah. That is... Bloody got to be Got to be something that the Ashgrovians, who are so proud of their suburb, yeah. are humiliated by. One of the flagship dimensions of this little inner northwest enclave mm. is in the gap. Terrible. I don't know. I don't know what that's it. So fucking Ashgrove, pull your socks up. Embarrassing. Um, access to the gap in the 1850s, a bit of history here, was right. via tracks, which became Waterworks and Payne Roads. They also provided access to Inaugural Dam, which was built to provide a water supply for Brisbane. Following World War One, the area was broken up into many smaller farms for return sur- oh, for return servicemen, many of whom farmed poultry. Gave it to them. They said, thanks yeah. for the war. Good job. Commander Joe and Henry led you to great success in the Fellas, Battle of Good job. Good war. Of Hill. I think we all had a go out there. We all had a crack. Good war. Got a good few years out of that. Yep. Um, good war. Pretty, no, a lot yeah, of pretty you saw a lot of your friends die pretty horrifically, uh, and that won't leave you for a while. I can that'll provide the source for a few good movies. Yep. A few good books. Uh, probably a couple of traumatised children if you want to take it out on them, but uh, they will be living in comfort in yep. your little dairy so farms We're going to give you a little farm at the Gap. Uh, but many of these farms were too small to be commercially successful. However, yeah. small pockets of farming remained in the Gap until the 1980s. That, that so for quite a while, there were still farms in the Gap. Well, it, it is like that. It's still, when you get out there, you can see, oh, yeah, it's become developed now. Yeah. And, and it's interesting that the Gap has almost transformed into not a rural outpost of Brisbane, but sort of where if you're really rich, like if you're bigger than Hamilton rich, if you're bigger than Ascot rich, you go out to the Gap and you can just have as much land as you freaking want. Yeah. So I imagine some of the mansions you but, see out but there. But you're still closer to the city than like a Brookfield. Yeah. But it's the same instinct to go, I have so much money that I just want to own heaps of shit. Well, it's like still, have land. But it's still, that's not, reputationally, I and it's probably because my grandma lived there and because mm. she's more in those areas where there is like a little 
dank bit of field that hasn't been built into anything or like yeah. a, a park that it's dangerous to walk through at 6 p.m. Yeah. Massive part of my life was dictated by how dangerous it was to walk around. Really? Yeah, there's like certain reserve part. But it's just like, don't go walking in the dark. No, I think there was actually like a an attacker who was like, the police were trying to figure it out for a while. Like oh, was that, there was like a genuine, no, well, don't. <laughs> it wasn't you. <laughs> you would have been like four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one would have. I was a little ankle biter. I was terror. I was a terror. Come here. I'll but, get you. Nah, it was, it was quite serious. But the, um, <laughs> I'm glad to see. It's serious yeah. podcast. Okay, you, you, you're making light of <laughs> this quite hard time for the gap. But in my <laughs> mind, it's wet. But then I hear like, Oh yeah, um, so and so who I know to be like a rich kind of like grammar person, being like, yeah, kind of my house is in the gap. And immediately I go, you live in the gap, like, yeah. So I feel true. like you're someone who uh, parades money around a little bit or whatnot. And then it's like you get there and you're like, oh no, that's right. Oh, you have like nine bedrooms There's, and a lift. This yeah. is where like proper wealth can live. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh. that, that is interesting that there used to be a, a farm and they gave it to servicemen who were back. But the 1880, the 1980s rather, that you could still go you know there and catch a cow or a goat. You know what's crazy about the return serviceman thing? Mm. This criminal from the Gap, mm. the bikeway attacker. Yes, that's... that's Yes. He has been attacked. Oh, I see why. He, yeah, he's been attacking women on bikeways. Yeah, hence why I was like, don't say it's you. Oh my God, 43 assaults on women and bikeways. Yeah. Uh, get this, the police thought it would could be a soldier. Yeah, near the uh, the barracks really? nearby. That's interesting for me that like this because I remember my grandma being like kids earnestly don't did, go down to the park. Grandma, f- f- I mean, I think you would have been fine. Oh yeah, no, but like we were kids. Just, just, like, safety, don't, just yeah. don't go out there yeah. for safety. There's a there's that, this, that is alarming but I'm like, to hear of such. I mean, it's alarming to hear of, of any attacks on anyone, but such a prolonged number of attacks. That's in what a I was going to say. Popular suburb. Well, I was going to say they knew the bikeway. They knew it was the gap. And they knew it was probably attacks. a soldier. I'm just surprised that this person wasn't apprehended earlier. Yeah, they got to 43. Yeah. Police dropped seven thousand letters to homes around the Gap and Ashgrove in the hopes someone would have new information. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. That's yeah. This was. It's an incredibly yeah. It went for Massive. ages. It was an, it, an absolutely harrowing oh, wow. time. That's that's terrible for the gap. Anyway, anyway. To, to lighter things, jam. Mason's <laughs> jam factory was established in about 1939 by Claude Hamilton Mason. We do this all the time with dates, but good to see this guy started a jam factory just on the cusp of the war. Uh, as was the Ashgrove Golf Club, April 1939. Wow, Ash- I mean, this so, okay, some, this area something had a- happened in 1939. They were like, "All right, guys, no way there's going to be a war. I reckon we can just fully back ourselves on this. Open up whatever you want." Or maybe the Mason family thought there is going to be a war, and hey, I don't care if you're fighting for the Germans. I don't care if you're fighting for everyone, the Allies. Everyone wants. Everyone jam. needs yeah. a little bit of. Jam. Totally agree. So that's how you go. Uh, the Billabong, great word. Between the Gap State High School and Payne Road Primary School used to be a favourite swimming location and over the years has been home to turtles, what? eels and platypus. Holy shit. Uh, I think they mean platypi, which is the plural form of platypus. Uh, it was named Shepherd's Pool, supposedly after a shepherd who was killed by um, indigenous some indigenous Australians. locals in the in 18... Probably fairly. Uh, in 1852. Although the name may also derive from a certain P.A. Shepherd who leased the land in the 30s. I'm going to say it's P.A. Shepherd. Yeah, it's way too big a coincidence. Yeah, I like that once again a story about oh a poor Interesting a poor it. settler was killed by yeah. uh, indigenous Australians. Or that might not be the truth at all, and it was just because someone leased yeah. land out there. So And someone wanted to create a little scary story. Um I've got no idea about this billabong, but that's awesome that there's platypus and turtles there. Yeah, I um, two two of my top three favourite animals. Right. Eels are not 
Fuck Mary Kill. I think we agree. Kill the eel. Kill the eel. Um, Fuck the turtle. Yeah, I want to marry the platypus. I think I'm married. I really want I want someone unique. Oh, we, we might have spoken about this. FMK, if you marry them, you can't have sex with them, right? No, I'm I'm not of that opinion. Well, I think that's stupid because then... But that, that's not but you're just any grading, But you're just grading fuck as a lesser form of marry as opposed to its own thing. No, but I don't see like fucking someone as a micro dosage of marriage. Like I'm, I don't, I wouldn't have no, sex but, with someone but, once and be like, we were married for but a what bit. Ir- <laughs> but what irks me that was about a fun it, little quick what marriage irks me about it is your justification will usually be, well, I'll kill that person. Oh, and then for marry, you know, oh, I want to have sex with the turtle forever. So I'll just fuck the platypus. Whereas I think it's a better decision if it's like, I can only fuck the turtle and I'm married to the platypus. But then it's and, just and like we choosing, have a, but we have a life partnership together. Then it may as well be called fuck best friend kill. Well, but you could have a marriage without having sex with someone. Yeah, but I see it as like... So do you think the only thing that defines the only difference between romantic love and platonic love is having sex? Yes. But I also... That's a horribly narrow view of the world, Henry. But I think that if you were... So if you don't have sex... No, I see in a fuck, marry, kill... For a week, you're like, go, we're just such good friends. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Like, well, I guess we're going to have to <laughs> go and see a movie or something. Uh, we're friends again. No, I think what? I think like it's ranked in terms of marriage is the best one. No, but so I think it's, so it's most like, I think it's almost a slight on the person you say fuck where it's like, hey. No, exactly. I'm going to fuck the turtle, but that's a bit of like a one and done. That's yeah. fun. Or get out of the way. But the companionship, the love, the true attraction comes for the person you marry, the platypus. Yeah, but- I want you to fuck get, a platypus so many times. You get to the companionship better if you take sex off the table in the marriage. Because my problem That's is, not the truth. is if you're saying if you're saying that basically marriage is obviously the best, fuck is obviously second, and kill is obviously third, mm. why wouldn't you just say, all right, rank them out of three? Well, that's effectively what it say is. Your topic. A- no, but if if because there are solely sex and marriage is solely companionship and killing is solely death. It's a much more interesting question. Do you want to spend the rest of your life? It's not reflective of a marriage. There's no marriage that's. Do you want to spend the rest of your life with this sexless turtle? No. Or do you want to fuck a platypus once? I want to. Or do both. Because I think it's like. It's, it's sort of seen as one of the major criticisms in like when you're in that early stages of dating. It would be one of the worst things you could hear about someone is, oh, yeah, I, I, I mean, we had sex, but I don't see it going anywhere further. I'd be crushed by that. And it's like, yeah. because, it, yeah, exactly. So it's like, <laughs> oh, you can be What's physically you? attracted to this yeah, turtle. Absolutely. And I'm like, yeah, I really want to fuck it, the turtle. But I'm fully aware. I'm like, oh, it's not, I'm not going to pursue anything further. Whereas the platypus, you might not fuck straight away. You might just be, okay. then I'm not be the initial attraction. And then over time, you make love. And then it's like, I want to spend the rest of my life with the platypus. Okay. That's, that's better. Okay. That's good. It just irks me because, uh, you know, you do an FMK and someone will just go, Oh, uh, marry so and so just so I can fuck them more. I'm I think like, that's oh, a bit outside think, yeah, okay. of the I, spirit. I of agree it. with you that that is not in the spirit of the game. That's yeah, a, okay. that's a very. I'm good. Not saying, all right, it doesn't have to be a sexless marriage to settle this argument, but it has to be making love in the marriage. Like there, there yeah. has to be something. That yeah, it can't just be it. like oh, I'm going to marry Megan Fox yeah. so we can have sex yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah, now, that, that if you me. fall in love with <laughs> Megan Fox, <laughs> you want to have a real romantic companionship with Megan Fox. Go for it. To settle this argument. 
promise me you'll never have sex with your wife. <laughs> That's the only way you can win. <laughs> That's the only way I can prove this. Um, okay, back to the gap. Uh, there yep. were some notable moments in pop culture in the gap that the Wikipedia page couldn't wait to tell us. Now, in 2009, scenes for the film Juicy is were shot in ju- the suburb. Is it Juicy? It's spelt J-U-C-Y. It's a 2010 movie. Now, I'll put the call out. Has anyone here seen Juicy? Um, I've never heard of it. Someone look it up. Go to the Wikipedia for Juicy, guys. I looked at it a little earlier. I quite like the slogan of the film. Oh, uh, what is it? And I'm not sure. I, I don't know if the movie was set in um, Brisbane. So the two main characters are called Jackie and Lucy, so it's definitely pronounced. Oh, hence Juicy. Yeah. Uh, Juicy is a womantic, oh, like womantic comedy about best friends Jackie and Lucy. They're in their mid-twenties, but not much has changed since high school. The slogan of the movie is, it's all fun and games until someone grows up. Oh, great. I think it's pretty funny. There's, oh, I think that was also the slogan for um, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Oh, so all these movies are by a woman called Louise Alston, who also made, who wrote, directed, and produced All My Friends Leaving Brisbane. It's like a trilogy, isn't it? Or like a spiritual trilogy, if not narratively. Well, there's two of them. Oh, okay. So it's a she spirit, made all so my it friends a spiritual leaving. trilogy. It's one of those spiritual <laughs> there is trilogies. Because the whole ghost is two there, movies. Because yeah. um, you've got all my friends leaving Brisbane, then you've got Juicy, then you've got Back of the Net, which what? is a is kids a comedy one? about a smart and brainy girl called Corey who marries a platypus, <laughs> but, <laughs> isn't allowed, but isn't allowed to fuck it. Actually, this is great. It's this smart and brainy American girl called Corey who wants to spend her semester on a science research program before she accidentally gets on the wrong bus and ends up spending her semester at the Harold Soccer Academy. <laughs> so that's the spiritual final one. It's sort of like it's the inverse no of She's the Man. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. She didn't want to play soccer, no. this girl. I mean, that also, is interesting. Also, like, if you got on the wrong bus and you ended up at the wrong place, you'd just call someone and be like, oh, take, take me home. Well, maybe we'll watch Juicy. I'd love to watch as Juicy. As a bit of a podcast special. Just like when we're going to do the thing where I run from Chapel Hill and Joe gets yeah, public I'll transport. Yeah, I'll watch Juicy on All the All these bus. things that when Joe's finished exams and we get a little bit of time back yeah. in our lives, we'll do. Um, but another pop culture thing, on top of Juicy, Robert Forster, the musician, yeah. not the actor, is one of the but one of the founding members of the musical group, also known as a band Wikipedia. I'd be incredibly offended if I was from this group. It's the go-betweens. So yeah. Brisbane's arguably greatest band. 100%. Probably our said, greatest cultural export. One of the founding members of the musical group. That'd be, that's a terrible that's like, Just say one of the founding members of the go-betweens. That's like being like, and um, very, very famous uh, kind of high school choir, Green Day, <laughs> were involved in this. Yeah, the, but, little, the little Swedish collective known colloquially as ABBA. Yeah. It's like, yeah, a bit offensive. They're just a group of friends who made music. It's like when it's like a play with songs. Yeah. When compared, it's as, so it's like a musical or a play with songs. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, Robert Forster from the Go Betweens with famous songs such as Streets of Your Town and Cattle and Kane, and, which actually wasn't written by him. And I think he wrote Bachelor Kisses. Yeah. Which was on the album Spring Hill Fair. So for anyone who's like, gee, the mangroves talk about uh, Brisbane a lot, go back and listen to the Go Betweens. Go Betweens. Don't great. shut up about it. And uh, the bridge. And I love it. The bridge I don't use, I go the longer way because I want to save that money. But if that money so was true. going to Brisbane bands, yeah. I'd, I'd totally travel different over story. It a bit more. Whereas I'd, I use the go-between because it saves a hell of a lot. Of- oh, you do have to drive that way more though. A fair bit. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a special trait for me. Um, but yeah, Robert Forster for the go-betweens grew up in the Gap and wrote about the suburb in his 2016 memoir, Grant and I. Now, who's yeah. Grant? Uh, Grant McLennan was the other singer-songwriter. I sure, that's... Yeah, yeah. 
God, that's pretty. That'd be like if I called my autobiography Joe and I. Yeah. Now I love you, mate, but that's giving you a massive that's amount, you of, first amount of credit. I mean, um, I mean, Grant McLennan was dead by then. Understood. So it would be as if we were in comedical musical partnership for probably about thirty years, which I, I hope is the case. Which I, I'm sure will be the case. And then I died, and you released your autobiography. It's still a massive call. Oh, it's still no, but I call my book the Joe Betweens. <laughs> As a, as a way of referencing both of these, the Joe betweens and I. No, I call my book. I call my book like fuck. That'd be FMK, but it'd yeah. be friendship, mates, mates, and then like killed. Because in this, I get killed. You, you get killed. Because I'm dead. That's great. You get killed by a turtle that you fucked that was once bitter. and then went off. And he was like, about not being married. He was like, you just want to fuck me once. I got, I got a shell. A war protection. I come out of myself, you. Um, David Maloof's novel Jono references the gap on two occasions. Um, David Maloof's a playwright as well. Yeah. I thought he was predominantly a novelist. I'm sure he is both. Is he from Brisbane? Yeah. Uh, his daughter's like went to Somerville. Is that Grace? Sophie? Okay. I just had a, I just had a moment where I was like... There's a, there's a, the Maloofs, my understanding, is a massive Brisbane family okay. of whom David Maloof is one of them. I just... I only say this because I know that Grace Maloof, this is now just a personal yeah. conversation, but Grace Maloof has written a play. Yeah, so uh, you know I'm going to see it. Well, because Sylvia's house, yeah, yeah, Leah yeah, is in it. Yeah. What's the play called again? It's First Date. First Date. Yeah. Short and sweet on the Gold Coast, just a bit of a plug there. But written by Grace Maloof, who yeah. I'm now thinking, oh, is oh, the writing, so is, much is your dad David? And then the writing gene is in the family. Yeah. I'm sure, way, or I'm maybe sure it's someone listening to this will absolutely reach knows. out to Grace and just, yeah. Grace, if you're listening, is your dad David Maloof? Yeah, we'd love to know. Or is it your uncle? Yeah. But also, yeah, the big. debut novel of journalist Trent Dalton. Trent. A little book called Boy Swallows Universe. Yeah. Probably the biggest book to hit Brisbane in the last 10 years. Yeah. That's, um, that's some big Stradbroke Cylinder Beach. Absolutely. Every, every single person reading it over December areas. It a is a ago. summer read. It is a pick it up at the airport read. Um, Got to confess, I haven't read it yet. It is very good. I'm going to go see... Uh, Georgia, for my birthday, got me tickets to go see the play. Oh, that's good. So I'm going to go see... Isn't... The, um, Joe is in it. Joe Klocek. No, I'm not. <laughs> First I've heard about him. <laughs> Joe Klocek, my friend of mine, who was in also in the great film The Dry. Yeah. Great film. This is quickly just returning into <laughs> Who us. Who do uh, we know? Just absolutely <laughs> name-dropping people. I'm like, yeah, David Malou's daughter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Joe Klocek from uh, the movies. Oh, you know you know the poet Rupert McCall? Yeah. Yeah, I know his niece as uh, well. That's oh, yeah, pretty that's, cool. That's a pretty solid connection. Um, Kevin, oh, Kevin Walter's son went to terrorist with me. From the hospital. Salentos, yeah, that's pretty famous. Yeah, we know that. Uh, yeah, we oh, who else? Spencer Housen's a mate of ours. I know that. Oh, if you're working planning an environment, Rod List is probably a familiar <laughs> name to you. <laughs> Just us. All right, new podcast idea. No stories. We list people we know for like yeah. an hour each week and then you come back. It's like we Name didn't drop. start the fire, but it's a. Ah, yeah. like, oh, Chris Kadar. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, uh, Ben Laxon. <laughs> we did it. Like named Tim. Surname escapes Henry me. and Joe DeWire. <laughs> um, we didn't kill Joe DeWire. <laughs> it's turtles. Uh, uh, <laughs> should we now take a look at Contemporary The Gap? Sure. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. All right, just something I wanted to get out of the way very quickly. Uh, it's weird that it has the in it. It's the only Brisbane suburb to have the in it. Is it the only one? It's the only one. I went on the list of Brisbane suburbs on the Brisbane City Council website. Control F'd the? 
Oh, I just went down to T where the gap was because I was getting up a map for it. Could have saved you some time. You could have just used control. If you hold down control, then press F at the same time. It was probably it was, oh, the same time. Yeah. Hang on, I'll try this. Control F. Oh, oh Jesus I'm Christ. breaking my laptop. Well, you're using a typewriter. So oh, yeah. yeah. Ding! <laughs> Your novel's ready. <laughs> That's how they work. Oh, no, I'm Colin Fur, the love actually. <laughs> I really I really mustn't write out my entire podcast oh, on, on a typewriter. Oh, no. This oh, woman yeah. who doesn't speak English will help me. Oh, the super airy house. Oh. Yeah, crack open a window. Oh, oh no. Fucking idiot. No, my Portuguese pal just ruined my novel. <laughs> um, The weather in the gap. Let's it, talk about it. Yeah. Is tempestuous, you know. If you if you doubt climate change, then I doubt you've ever been to the Gap. Yeah, hot, hang on to your fucking hat. Fucking the gap in knowledge between. Yeah, so true. Know, you know what I mean. Between yeah. Matt Canavan, here's one: the wage gap. Oh yeah. But why don't we call the suburb that? How about the thigh gap? Box. Remember box gap was what it was called. Yeah. Under the ITG, when I was in like year eight. In a thigh gap. In a thigh gap. Well, they're all just variations on the thigh. I'm now right? putting. I'm wearing tracksuit pants, but I'm putting my thighs together, and I can tell you what I do not have an ITG. I think I do. I've got a B- I stand up. I've got a BFG. <laughs> big friendly gap. It's a very nice gap. It's a uh, you know if you ever want to be <laughs> roll dials, <laughs> big friendly gap. <laughs> um, so the gap was affected by a major storm on the afternoon of 16 November 2008. A microburst doesn't sound that major. <laughs> hit the gap with <laughs> another word for pre-cum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, a bit of a microburst from me. Now, kids, you might not think you had sex, but you can still get pregnant from a microburst. <laughs> a microburst. <laughs> no, it's when a micro. I got with a small dick comes. It's like, oh, your micro penis is micro burst all over my dress. Um, mate, can I borrow a starburst off you? Oh, you can have a little one. You know, a micro burst, mate. Um, but a, a micro burst hit the gap with extremely high winds, causing many trees to fall onto homes and major roads, as well as causing many houses to lose their roofs. Yeah, can I just say this? Storms hate the fucking gap. Yeah. I don't know what they did to piss off Poseidon. No, it's not to see. Zeus, um, storm from storm. the X Men. I think it is storm. I think that, that no, that, who's the god of storm? It must be Zeus because he's the god of lightning. Storm, hang on, storm, or well, Thor? Isn't it Alex Ryder? Oh no, that's Stormbreaker. <laughs> storm god, hang on, Greek or Roman? Weather god, also frequently known as storm god, is a deity. Um, phenomena such as thunder, lightning, rain, and not having an overpriced coffee club in their main complex of shops. Oh, that's why, sorry. That's why the weather god hates them. Yeah. Oh, there's heaps of them. There's heaps of storm gods. I mean, you're really stalling. I'm just going to, I reckon I'll find this quicker. I found, look at it. The Egyptian storm god is Horus. It's Zeus. Zeus is the Greek storm god. Oh, cool. I was right. I said Zeus earlier. No, you said Poseidon. And then I said, oh, hang on, Zeus. Oh, really? And Thor is the Norse one. Oh, Thor's... Yeah. yeah. Right. Anyway, so... Guess, uh, guess what the Hindu storm god is called? Um, Indra. Indra. Suspiciously close to Indra Pili. Interesting. wonder if there was some influence there. But, but yeah, yeah this- so Ashra, uh, the gap, rather. Ooh. A lot of people writing about that one for years. A lot of people wrote in and were just like, "It got absolutely fucking pillaged by the yeah. storm." See, I said pillaged without the other word. Um, but it's so true. It's um, yeah, it, it was a big deal. I remember that was I was quite young for it. Oh, I mean, it I wasn't. Don't, I don't remember that at all. Well, it, it wasn't on the level of the floods in that the oh, whole okay. city wasn't affected, but everyone was like, "We got to get out." And I guess by the time of my grandma living there, I had a kind of family. Oh, you had a real, yeah. But I mean, her house was fine. This, I didn't, mate, proper, like, roofs fully ripped off. I just don't... Is geez. it because does 
like a natural wind tunnel. I was going to say, it's, yeah. it must just be a natural You're wind right. tunnel between the mountains. And, and and probably just the proximity of like trees and like there's so much there's debris more trees that can to fall, fall off. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, you know, in, in Wilston or even like Paddington right now, like, yes, it's leafy, but there aren't that many trees that could come and hit us. Yeah, if there was to be a, yeah. If, if you there was a storm on Cactus If you lived in again. Fortitude Valley and there was an absolute cyclone, yeah. you're probably not going to wake up with the a tree. Build, yeah. Yeah, as long as the building structural integrity remains fine, you'd be okay. I, I don't remember that at all, but uh, terrible to hear for the gap. Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah it's absolutely uh, like, it's a massive thing. That so after, the weather hits. Even, and even not even just this 2008 instance, yeah. if we have what we consider to be a bit of rain and you go out to the gap, there's just like absolute debris littering the roads. It really it is. must. It, yeah. It's yeah. bizarre. It's a ton. Also, it doesn't help with the image. No. Poor buggers. Um, now, let's get to the main meat and two veg of the gap. Yeah. We've mentioned it before, but Ashgrove people are absolutely obsessed with the gap. Yeah. Um, now, I've written here the gap people are obsessed with Ashgrove, but I actually don't think that's true. I think I think I think there's pretty there's, comfortable. They play within themselves yeah. a bit. I think there's two levels. There's the rest of Brisbane, which does not give a flying fuck about the chip on their shoulder, big brother, little brother, Ashgrove the Gap thing. Then there's the gap, which I think acknowledges that the Ashgrove people believe it, but like don't really care, play within themselves. And then there's these rabid Ashgrovians who think the greatest sin in the world is being associated with the gap. Like, yeah. I reckon you could get kicked out of some friendship groups if you had the wrong bloody address. Oh, it's, it's absolutely something that is lobbed around as an insult. Like, oh, all right, mate, you're from the gap. Yeah. Like, I've, I've like, seen I don't it need to listen to you talk about your trauma. <laughs> you're from the gap. <laughs> yeah. That's sort of... Shut up. And a lot and a lot of it comes down to the boundaries. Yeah. And people having zero respect, as you've said here, Joe, for the actual suburb boundaries. Because the big thing that you'll find, and I, and I agree with your breakdown of it there, there are some people who are so deep in the gap that they're like, well, we get the serenity. We don't even care. Yeah. We're happy to be like somewhat rural and a little bit like further out. Whereas it's the people on the border, I think. They get the, very snippy. And, and that's it. where the debates happen is like, Mate, you live in the Gap. It's like, no, I don't. It's technically Ashgrove. Well, no, I don't. Oh, and then you see the same thing with Newmarket. It's like, oh, am I in Ashgrove? Like, there seems to be the people on the boundaries, on the cusp, are the ones who are obsessed with being defined as part of Ashgrove or not. I think that's where the chip on the shoulder comes in. I couldn't agree more, Henry. So, for example, um, if you live at 689 Waterworks Road, you're in the Gap. Your next door neighbour is at 6 Glen Lannis Road there in Ashgrove. I think, you know... And there's, there's these such minor distinctions. Um, and like, for example, to help people out, the Gap Tavern is just in the Gap. Right. That is probably the easiest way to understand where the So it is way starts. further out than you think. Full credit, it's a little... F- so like, you know, Ollie, for example, is very safely in Ashgrove. Well, Ollie, that's interesting because I was with Ollie, I just remembered, when it was the day of his 21st. Yeah. And I think, no, that's a lie. It was the day of Caitlin's 21st and yeah. him and I were given a speech. Sometimes to referred to as one of the great 21st speeches. That was a very, very good speech. Was given. Sometimes yeah. referred to as the speech that flipped the genre on its head. We don't need to go into it. It was some, a good speech. Some say we took apart the genre and reconstructed it. So to, what Bo Burnham did to the comedy special, some say Ollie and I did to the 21st speech. Yeah, it's but not, you were able to do it without just being important. depressed for an hour and a half. Not, well, you don't know about that. You don't, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of hurt. Well, it wasn't an hour and a half. wound up. This week, it got on there. It was a long speech. It was a long speech. But Ollie and I were driving around yeah. on the day of getting prepared for that and we were driving back to his house and I was like, God, mate, tell you what, I'd kill for a frozen Coke from Macca's. Can we just pop down to the Gap Macca's and get one? Mm. He looked like, he looked, he guffawed in my face. Like, oh, oh, are you serious? Do you know, like, do you know how far the Gap Macca's actually is? <laughs> and I was like, what the hell, bro? 
We're, and if this is like driving into his house at St. John's Wood, I'm like, he's like, that will add at least another eight minutes to the trip, like 16 minutes total. He's like, if you got, like, it's so far away. And I, I was like, believe and I didn't believe second. it. I was like, mate, calm the fuck down. Are you serious? And he's like, nah, the Gap Maccas is ages away. But now hearing that, I'm like, oh, if Dan Murphy's and the Gap Tavern is just like the start of the Gap, maybe it is far. What do you, what have it's, we got? it's five minutes. It's a five minute drive. From Ollie's to yeah. the Maccas. Okay. I mean, so. that's how far I was in Wilson from like Newmark and Maccas in winter. I was going like, to say, I, when your mate wants a frozen Coke, just go get it. Absolutely. But yeah, <laughs> People really are upset. And yeah. it, it will, Georgia sent a story. Um, this was interesting. But she said um, that, so her, her ex-boyfriend lives, I, I think. Live. I, I think he said her ex-boyfriend <laughs> lives. Live. Um, <laughs> her ex-boyfriend lives or lived, I'm not sure. I don't keep up with his movements as often as I perhaps should. But lives in the gap. His family home's in the gap. And why do you get notifications when he posts something on Instagram? Oh, it's more just like, you know, to be friendly because I don't, I don't want it to be weird. So, <laughs> so true. I can just immediately give it a care react. You and Liv. <laughs> Me and Liv. But he lived in the gap and he, and I think he was one of those people, I'm led to believe he had a lot of money um, mm. and lives in the gap and they had like a big mansion out there sort of thing. Um, and apparently he, when he was hosting his 21st, was like made the address on the invitation, Ashgrove. And Georgia goes, <laughs> You don't live in Ashgrove. Your, oh. your house is in the gap. And he's like, no, 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 it's Ashgrove. And he used to tell people apparently that he lived in Ashgrove. All right. Because he's like, if I put the gap, no one's going to come. They'll think it's too far. <laughs> but Ashgrove is very accessible. I was like, good friends you got there, mate. Oh, that's, that's tough. Now, full credit, Sylvia did the exact same thing for her 21st. Oh, what? Barton, her event said Paddington. She technically lives in Barton. Oh, but mate. I'll say, I'll say, sorry to, her next sorry door, to throw her under Well, the her next door neighbour is in Paddington. It's so, yeah, it's to okay. the point where it's almost misleading to say Barton. But do you think people, would, like hers was a lovely like afternoon oh, I don't think it, I don't think it would change a thing. Yeah, I think it's the insecurity of, yeah. of this one. And also, I mean, I'm of the belief that as soon as you're getting out to Ashgrove, you're in the suburbs. Yeah. Like the gap is not, it's not the top I don't know who minutes. this person who is, is like, my friend's it's having like, a 20 yeah, my person, I'm very excited. Yeah. Ashgrove, I could absolutely do that. Get an Uber. <laughs> the gap. An extra five minutes. We're not friends. No. Well, uh, did we? I don't even know you. I've never met this man in my life. Honestly, boy, do you think you ever knew him at all? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's, people, they're obsessed with the difference. And I think there is there is obviously a class dimension and a, and a cultural dimension to it. Well, mate, as, let's, as let's exemplified. Yeah. Let's have words. a look at the words of Caitlin. Oh, sweet. Caitlin. So, great friend of the show and ours. Caitlin Jick. Lifelong Ashgrove resident, uh, except for when she lived in Melbourne. Um but loves Ashgrove, Ashgrove through and through, uh, and posted this on 1st of January, 2012, yeah. at 9pm. So New Year's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Takes it upon herself to post this on New Year's Day. Was it Day. a resolution? <laughs> Must have been. It is known, and always has been known, that Ashgrove's suburb is a hop, skip, and a jump better than the gap. <laughs> Such a weird thing. <laughs> Sounds like a shitty Such impression a weird of the thing joke. for a year 11 girl to yeah. be writing. The Gap was given its name because of the area it is situated in. A hole. <laughs> Therefore, I'd rightly... I mean, a hole. <laughs> it's not a Gap. It's not it's a Gap. <laughs> you, go to, you go to the UK, they're not like, mind the hole. <laughs> <laughs> when you kick off, mind that little narrow <laughs> hole. Mind that little hole there. Yeah, there's no way it's a uh, hole. A hole. Therefore, it rightly if suits... If anything, it's a crater. Yeah, legit. Therefore, it rightly suits that not only do people of the Gap... Suburb truly, she keeps saying the gap suburb, like we'll get it confused. <laughs> the gap suburb truly live in a metaphorical hole, but a geographical one at that. 
Also, I would just like to point out that Ashgrove has much better property value. Sad thing is there isn't much dividing us other than good taste. <laughs> Andrew Benson, it's the truth. Andrew Benson commented that. No, she... Oh, she said... She's it, tagged cause, Benno Because Benno is who I'm thinking of, who they would always say... Quite famously. You li- famously, you live in the Gap. And he'd say, no, I don't. I'm in Ashgrove. And there, the, that was the big fight. Well, new housemate so she's scary just, uh, hails from the Gap. Does he say that, though? Or for, I, I think he's pretty upfront about it. But he, oh, he does say Ashgrove for a bit. Does like, he? I don't know. But I guess because he went to school at Mars. Like, he does culturally identify. But, yeah, so this post from Caitlin... Um, Certainly, in a not subtle way, highlights that the big dispute, like it does boil down to Ashgrove seems wealthier. Yeah, like, <laughs> and, like you know, our property value is better. I mean, I, I, I like I, the the. Gym. I go gaga for the line that sad thing is there isn't much dividing us other than good taste. Yeah, that's you know that, that sounds like the kind of scathing. And this thing was like, nine years ago, but it is yeah it is. absolutely, but it it's is. still funny. I wonder what it is. I get like. Yeah, I'm going to put it out there. I actually don't think there's a significant difference between the two suburbs. They're, On the fringes of both of them, I, I... There's a bit more, like, there's more of a hum in Ashgrove. There is more There is more of a buzz, like, but I think that's sort of... I just think it's because it has more of a centre. Well, I think it's a self-centeredness, like, yeah. that, that they're always... They're curating Ashgrove's their a image. place to be seen. Yeah, whereas the Gap, they're just like, like yeah, you wouldn't. The gap. the gap just lives their lives. Like, you wouldn't move to Ashgrove if you were a person who didn't want to, like, walk and get a coffee in the morning and run into, you know, eight parents that your kids go to school with and a couple of other dads who, like, referee the local games. Like, it's such a, mm. you have to be seen, you have to be out, you have to be doing something. You know, you wouldn't want to be a bloody recluse in Ashgrove. No. Exactly. If I wanted to be a recluse I'd, in a beautiful location, I'd go to the Gap in a heartbeat. I absolutely would. Uh, no. Now, we have some more input, I'm well, told. Yeah. Well, well, we were reached out to... <laughs> <laughs> Do, a, do, do. a lot of people said we had to speak to Muzza, Michael Murray, yeah. who's a long-time <laughs> defender of the game. We were told reliably that this was the man. So, so I went to him and he came back and said, listen, he pointed out, absolutely nails it. First off, he goes, Ashgrove Golf Course should be called the Gap Golf Course. Bang. The whole fucking thing is in the Gap. Bam. He's dead on. He said, the Gap Bowl is a dangerous place, but you probably already knew that. What's that? No, I don't. I, I think, could that be the skate rink? Yes, I imagine so. Skate park. He said. You keep reading. Oh, he says it. it's the greatest suburb in the city. Don't let don't let Ashgrove tell you otherwise. And most importantly, all caps. It's not that far away. <laughs> and then he perfectly gets it and says it's ten k's from the city. Oh, he's which nailed. Is, which is dead on. He's dead it's on. Actually, ten k's from the post office, mate. Yeah. But then he says, oh, yeah, it's even closer to yeah. the valleys. And then he says, if this was Sydney, you wouldn't be able to buy a house in the Gap for less than two million dollars. Yeah, he's dead on. Now, it's not Sydney. Actually, Muzza has raised something there that I've long thought is true about Brisbane in that we are so, so spoiled about what we view as close to the city. In Sydney... For all the the talk of sprawl, we do not have what is essentially like Manly and Penrith are different cities. Literally. They're completely different places. Like, it's incomparable. Like, Sydney, you can be 25 kilometres from the city... And think you butte I got an inner northern suburb. Yeah. Like it's fucking nuts. Whereas you're twenty five kilometers from the city here, you're like beyond Tagum. If a Bondi hipster moved here yeah. and got a house in the gap for the price you'd pay to get a house in the gap, like they'd be fucking cheering. Oh, they'd be like this. They'd the choke thing on their wheat yeah. grass. It'd be the best. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, it's um that that's a big part of the debate. Is it far away? And and Dan Dennis, uh Keenan yeah. Pakistani wrote in Funny Man, and he said it's got a real midsummer vibe to it, as in Midsummer Midsummer murders. Midsummer murders. Ah. And so I, I think he goes, why do they insist on remaining isolated? But I think they like it. 
Yeah. I think Ashgrove- That's the appeal. Because a lot of what you hear from Ashgrove is, oh, you know, you would think it's only eight minutes from the city. If you get a good run, it's only eight minutes from the city. Yeah. And so they're obsessed with being considered to be like almost the hub- Absolutely. Of their side of town. But I think the gap, if, if, if we're having this observation that they want to establish themselves as a bit of a midsummer, Now, I'd love to see The Gap murders as a sort of fun British Mm. sitcom. Well, there was a murder in The Gap recently. Oh, yeah, true. I was just reading about it. Um, But no, I totally agree. And the other thing with them wanting to be... Quickly on Midsummer murders. Apparently, Tagum is 13 k's from the city. Really? Yeah, Jack just texted us. I can hear us. (laughs) Yeah. Is Tagum 13 k's, Jack? My God. There you go. Jesus. So we don't really have an equivalent for, gee, I'm in Sydney and I'm 24 k's away from the city. How good? Yeah. Like, you're not in Brisbane at that point. Yeah, um, I mean, that's why Sydney wasn't even on that livable Absolutely. Uh, but, but but briefly back to this Midsummer thing. And, and yeah, they don't want to leave because the way I see it is no one ever looks to what's on the other side of the gap because it's just forest. Like, mm. you, you never, ever pass through the gap. I mean, it, this, to go to Samford? Oh, but that's a weird way to go. It is a weird way to go. I mean, if you're going from let's, the gap let's to Let's go to the other end go. of the gap one day. But, I mean, I'd leave the gap if three people were getting murdered in increasingly yeah. creative ways each week. I mean, it was, funny it was sort of like funny thing about Eston's observation. Series is, um, yeah. If it was Midsummer Murders, it was real life. Just has a really disproportionately be, high crime rate. There wouldn't be anyone left in Midsummer. I mean, it does make sense why they set crime shows in like New York and LA where it's like, yeah, there's plenty of people to be fucking killed here, buddy. Imagine like, yeah, I mean, it is, it is a naff observation at this point. Imagine like just earnestly living in Midsummer and it's just like every week. Like, fuck, you wouldn't believe but it. They're, but they're all murders with like a pretty good reason. Yeah. It's not like random oh, and then street there was crime or like street stabbings. They're like, wow, it's always, you know, vaguely someone you know. Absolutely. Just um, people getting knocked off. Now, just briefly, a couple of local icons, local hotspots. Yeah. The Gap Tavern, Dan Murphy's. Now, Gap Tavern, I quite like it. Apparently Solid. it's got a lot of veggie options, more so than a usual pub, but it's expensive. No, I had I a- I think it was Hamish who told us it was I expensive. I had a totally different take. He'd, he'd think that about On veggie options. Uh, I went there with Caitlin and Ollie once mm. and Caitlin was vegetarian um, or had, I think had recently gone. So you're still figuring out what's best for you on the menu. And she goes, yeah. She's like, can I eat this steak? It's like, no, <laughs> and like, Caitlin, no once again, you're a vegetarian. Out. She's like, okay, that entire bit of pork. Is again, that okay? I, again, I'm That's... new to being a vegetarian. <laughs> no, no, can't eat that. That is that animal. whole okay. chicken. Is, is that, that okay? Okay. Kale. Is that, <laughs> what animal was that? Wasn't an animal. Oh, so I can eat that. Fantastic. I think I'm getting the hang I'll of this. I'll have that as a side with the steak. No. <laughs> okay. So again, um, that's an animal. But she ordered this fish pie and I still have a photo of it on my phone because it's the most disgusting fucking looking thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's a it fish pie. It was hideous. It wasn't, so normally- It sounds like what a year eight boy would call a vagina. Oh, yuck. It's true though. True hey, your fish pie. Um, but so- a normal fish pie, my understanding is you use like fish flesh, right? Like cod oh. or something. Oh. It's basically, it's not that gross. <laughs> I'm allergic to seafood. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm getting a rash well, from this conversation. This because inexplicably, they put, I think, like a seafood marinara mix, which is just the cheap fucking offcuts of like a shraw- prawn and a shrimp and like an octopus tail. Anyway, you pull it open, it looked like, you know, a blue whale had vomited. It looked hideous and apparently something they'd have to eat in like the Goonies as a dare it's literally it sounds like a camp orange challenge that's it but the other local icon in that part Henry is of course the Dan Murphy's Um, and my only overarching memory from it is um, once we were going up the coast and I ran into someone who like was my boss at work at the time but I'd neglected to learn his name had got like did he interview no no he was he, he Sort of a quasi, like he gave me a lot of work, but probably wasn't my direct supervisor. But I had a lot of contact with him and it, it just got way too. He didn't email either. 
He'd just knock on the door and be like, hey, Joey, I've got something for you. And just like hand me a printed out task. Like a, like a video game. He'd be like, Sage. He'd like, signed off and kind regards from. And it just run, the page just would run out. <laughs> the ink runs out. So I, I, I forgot his name and I ran into him in line. It's certainly notable, notable rather, because he was, I think he probably had at minimum about 12 bottles of wine. And you know when you see someone in a bottle, oh, as in getting he, a lot of he stuff. Was buying he was bo- buying twelve. You weren't being like, like, I reckon he'd had about twelve bottles of wine. <laughs> the gr- reason I didn't know it's his miracle. name, he was a lot. He was slurring his words. Um, My name is. Uh, um, but so he, he was buying all this wine. Classic thing at the bottle, you know, like oh, big night, mate. <laughs> so I say that I'm like, oh, you having a big night? He's like, no. <laughs> and then just paid and left. It was really awkward. Does like, he still oh. work there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was. Oh, you moved job. Yeah, it was Crown Law. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, but, uh, lovely guy. <laughs> Big night, mate. No, 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 it's not. He's actually like a battling alcoholic, and he's like, listen, I'm not at the point where I can quit yet, but I'm definitely weaning myself off. Instead of thirty bottles of wine, yeah. I'll get twelve. <laughs> For him, it's not and you're big. like, oh, big night, mate. He's like, no, this is. This, this is, is a totally reasonable this night. This is a small night. Or it's one of those things where, you know, alcoholics buy the six pack and then pour it down the drain. Oh, yeah. You know, that's just a line you had in a miscreant's play. I was going to say, does that <laughs> thing that alcoholics... I wouldn't be surprised if there are alcoholics who like... What do you think happens? They buy a six pack. Well, I'm sure like you, you're like, oh my God, I need more drinks. I need more drinks. You buy the drinks and then you maybe have a moment of clarity and you, you pour them out. So what I thought you were saying was like buying... You don't buy it just to pour I it. thought it was like buying... 10 bottles of vodka, which is what the alcoholic's actually going to drink, but then buys a six pack to give the impression that it's no. like, we're having a party. And I'm, what I'm actually getting for me is this six pack in the same way that like people get awkward about buying condoms and nothing else. Yeah. So they then get like Got a capsicum, <laughs> you know? Well, but you I put just, a condom just, on the capsicum. And so. can, I, can I just get these uh, box of condoms and this, Green capsicum place. Uh, can I just get these? Uh, so this is self checkout. Uh, can I get? You don't the- need to talk <laughs> to the machine. You walk straight up to the person. Can I get these fenugreek seeds, star anise, and um, condom? <laughs> it just it's it's a packet of condoms. And it just to some guy who just walks up to the self checkout, puts it <laughs> down, it to them. and goes, "Thank you," and just stands there for like forty five minutes before just looking comes. around. For all this talk of automation, this robot sure is slow <laughs> and rude. So, right. Uh, now, speaking of slow, but not necessarily rude, Gap Mackers covered well on our McDonald's episode. It's terrible. People told us again, they were like, yeah, it's, mention- so, it's so bad. But segueing into the next part, mate, and I've mentioned it before, I have a, an emotional nostalgic connection with that McDonald's because I know that when we look at the evidence and we poured over the evidence mm. in our McDonald's episode, go back and listen to it, the top 10 McDonald's in Brisbane ranked. But it's, yeah, it's bad. It's small services ages. I remember getting very subpar cheeseburger meal there. Like, I get it. I get it. But that's where my grandma took us because it's, nah, just, sweet, it's yeah. just around the corner from our house. That's very sweet. And when we'd have a sleepover. And wait, let me, did you sleep over at your grandparents much? Well, my grandparents lived on the coast. Okay, so, so, so it was always Without fail, over. yes. Yeah. I can't imagine. It's only in like recent adult years where I've driven up there myself that I can even imagine seeing them at their house and not sleeping there. Okay, interesting. Was yeah. it, as a young person, was that the best time of your life? So much fun. I guess a lot of the, but your parents would have also been there for the sleepover. I, I don't think I have any memory of sleeping over at my grandparents' house. With Oh, maybe a couple of times when my parents went there. But yeah, there, there, was, there was never much of a mum and dad are going away 
will drop the kids off at the grandparents to look after them. It was yeah. more of an event to go to the grandparents because it was up the sunny coast. Uh, it was a big fucking deal for us. It was very good. Like, that sounds like so much fun. So I will because grandparents the- would give you anything. Well, yeah. Oh, only looking back at it now, I'm like, Jesus, we did have McDonald's for like pretty much every meal. That's <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I ate at the Gabmagas like lots. I'd come home with like three Happy Meal toys. Oh. Mum and Dad would be like, you don't get that many with one Happy Meal. <laughs> There's been multiple. How happy were you? How many seatings do they have at the Gab Macca's <laughs> per night? You were the 7.30 and the 9 o'clock oh seating. Oh, my God. You had the nine-course degustation. <laughs> you had the nuggets and the milkshake. You had a jack. You even had an apple slice. <laughs> no one gets that. Yeah, I, I used to love it. I, my, well, my grandma's house in the Gap was like, really was her backyard. There might've been like one or two other things. And then it was those mountains with the Eiffel Towers. Oh, that's on awesome. Them. So I really did think it was friends. That really does inspire a youthful imagination. And I used to watch Treasure Planet on VHS. What's that? Treasure, bro, I read, George just said the same thing. I got Disney Plus. And I was like, what the hell is Treasure Planet? I got Disney Plus and I was like, one of the great things about having it is I can watch Treasure Planet. And she was like, what's that? Sounds made up. It's an animated movie. Sounds like it's like Treasure shit. Island reimagined in space. I've literally never heard of it in my life. It's fuck. It was, I think it might've been the only VHS my grandma had. Right. So I've watched it upwards of 8 million times and it's fucking sick. Yeah. That's it, begging for a live action remake as far as like this. It's, voice, it's voice cast is incredible. Who you got? Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, fuck very yeah. young one. Uh, Emma Thompson, Martin Short, Laurie oh, Metcalf. Martin Short plays the dog dude. Really, really good. Right, and if you know Treasure Planet, it's a it's an uncovered gem. But David Hyde Pierce. So the Gap is my Treasure Planet. Yeah. in many ways, I back that. Um, Gap State High, just quickly. Yeah, um, has quite it has a very positive reputation, but is often the target of mockery. Yeah, of private schools. Well, no, it, idiot, idiot private It got schoolers. heaps of OP ones. Like, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, it's, a, it's a very it's successful a, school. Um, it's like a he- KG or an intro. Like, yeah. it's a great top shelf of school. One of the reasons it was a um, a target of Facebook mockery was they were one of the first schools. I think they were at the forefront of sort of taking their school online. And now it's, you know, everyone knows it's sort of a given that all Facebook, all, sorry, all schools have a Facebook page. Many of them. Oh, that's Instagram. right. Wasn't there like the Gap State High School memes or something? Yeah, the Gap State High School. Oh, yeah. Well, not only was it the Gap State High School memes, the school itself was very active on their social media. Yeah, I totally so, remember that. So, but they were all public events. So you would very yeah. often just have- Or like alumni reunions and stuff. Yeah, it'd be like, yeah. a, it'd be a Facebook event open to everyone and they'd be like, Parent-teacher interviews, the Gap State <laughs> High School. And very funny was be like year 11 or 12, going. you would click going. Yeah. So yeah. it was back in the day when oh, you classic. going to an event would show up in people's and news feeds. And you could feeds. comment it. Or it was like when people became friends, like Joe Dwyer oh, has just become funny. friends with Henry Bretz and everyone would comment, oh. is this the one you've been telling me about? Oh, it's, it's so it was funny. That, it, was that, it was that golden era of Facebook. Facebook was still really it was, fun. Before it was like all just, you know, Russian propaganda. Yeah, like New York Times, yeah, like yeah, yeah. news. I loved before it, it was you, a media outlet and it yeah. was just, your whole feed was like, oh, your friends. Hamish Harris has just become friends with uh, Tara Cross. Like, like, comment, picture, Google, like. Image, Google images. Warney taking <laughs> wicket, paste. I How's think, that one? I think... I got one of those I can't imagine who with that got about 70 odd likes. Oh, like mate, they, 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 they stuck around in the feed for days. there was nothing else to do on Facebook. Yeah, no one's posting that many photos. I think even Messenger was annoying to use at that point. It yeah. wasn't like fully properly integrated. So you could just sit there and be like, all right, let's have just a Just posting What's funny comments. Oh, yeah, like Henry Bretz is going to the Gap State High School free clothes day. Very funny. I'll give that a drawn. like. Um, yeah, that's, but, um, and, and Tom Ke- Moore. Yeah, Tom Moore, a keen on Pakistani, wrote in, and um, I'm just jumping into the message to see what he said. Um, 
Uh, it's in the. It's in my personal Instagram. Swap accounts. You know how it is out here, folks. It's rough. Um, he said, I want to know if any other suburb in Brisbane has two state schools named after the road they're on rather than the suburb. Now, the, that's clearly not the Gap State High School because I don't think the road is called the uh, Gap. Payne Road Primary School. Yeah. What's the third, though? I don't know. Waterworks Road? Does it have like a school? I don't know. Why was it Waterworks Road? Oh, there's probably some waterworks on it. Oh, sick. Done. Um, oh, I've done my research, Henry. There's probably some waterworks on it. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, very interesting, but not actually that. But um, we, we I mean, somewhere I'm sure was frequented by gaps at high school students. Uh, the reservoir. Yeah. Now, this is called the Inaugura Reservoir. And Joe said, well, we can't do that. We'll have to do an Inaugura episode. But the Inaugura Reservoir is in the gap. And well, no, the, the entrance to it is in the gap. Yes. Because what did you find out that was interesting? I found out, fascinatingly, the Inaugura Reservoir is its own suburb. So you go through the list of formal Brisbane suburbs and it's Inaugura, then Inaugura res- Reservoir. But unlike Mount Cutha, it's actually got 25 people. So wow. there are 25 people that live in the suburb of Inaugura Reservoir. There must be like six houses. I love it. must be prime real estate. What if it's just one family? Just like cheaper by the dozen just times a, two. Yeah. Just an absolute fuck off family and matriarch well, that what, Christoph Schelkes would write a great novel about. <laughs> wasn't that... A, you, me, uh, yours, mine, ours, the Dennis Quaid movie, where it was like a bit of a ripoff of cheaper by the dozen, but it was like he had heaps of kids from an existing marriage. She also had heaps of existing kids from another marriage. Oh, that sounds awesome. That sounds like... I loved And Dennis then they Quaid got married, movies. and so it was like, oh, shit, there's no, like that sounds like 40 a kids here. as well. Yeah, well, it was yeah, it was a little bit like what if Brady Bunch was two families where there where was there were already twelve kids, which yeah, is I'll massive. I'll check that out. Um, but the Inaugural Reservoir, a lot of people, it's eighteen children, and as I said here, so even then, uh, still 18. less than the twenty-five people that live in uh, Inaugural Reservoir. Well, you know, but then uh, yeah, so the, I, I wrote down it's a popular haunt for all those bridge to Terabithia motherfuckers. Yeah, this was a real because it wasn't uh, my side of town. We had the quarry. And we'll do that in a different episode. Yeah. But the quarry was like badass. I didn't get the same level of badass from the reservoir because no, I don't think there was like a cliff to jump off. No. Um, you went there the, recently, didn't you? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's it is absolutely just, stunning. It's just a um, nice place to have a swim. I think it's mainly just nice, very chill. But I also wonder whether that contributed a bit maybe to the badass energy because parents would generally give their kids more freedom around it because it's not on the face of it a dangerous or sus place. Okay, so that's so, where the quarry got an edge because yeah. that was like... Quarry is on its face cool, but you end up with less people going there. Yeah. But Inaugural Reservoir, yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, it's pretty great. Matt Matt Garrity wrote in and said, Hey guys, I'm sure it's been mentioned, but the Shawshank Redemption-esque obstacle course you have to go through, such as crawling under barbed wire fences that have been illegally cut to get into the reservoir, absolutely scared the shit out of year nine me. Absolutely worth it, though. The rope swing was an absolute scene until someone broke it. So there was a rope swing at the reservoir. And some barbed wire. Well, mate, so maybe I'm thinking it was a little more illegal. Well, the reservoir is massive. So I wonder whether there was some little sneaky illegal childhood Uh, haunts where you went through some barbed wire and there were some rope swings. Rope swings are sick. They're they're very sick. That elevates the suburb in a huge way for me. Some would say they fuck. And that's interesting because... Does the gap fuck? I think yes. Explain. Tomorrow when the war began. That energy. That is there just fu- a- was there fucking in those books? Oh, definitely. Was Surely. It was romance. <laughs> and the tour and as we've, and as we've learned from you. <laughs> as we learned from the FMK debate. We can't no, even I, t- I think there's a real sort of like hold up, you know, 
all together. We were talking about dick and pussy earlier. Like, were, I mean, this has been a dirtier episode. Been a dirtier episode. I, I know. I just I don't want to resort to our usual. There's parks so teenagers can sneak out and have sex thing because it was pointed out to us <laughs> that the previous episode, the Chapel Hill episode, someone did write in and say, "Great episode, boys. Loved how you spent more time talking about teenagers having sex than the actual suburb." It's so I don't want to fall into that thinking. It's been noted to us uh, that that is a becoming a hallmark melted. of this show. <laughs> um. Two boys who never grew up. Um, I'm gonna, I think it fucks. I'm going to say the gap doesn't fuck. I'm sorry yeah, to give Ashgrove a win. But I think just because for me, a lot of it is that shitty Maccas, a bit of a energy of my grandma's house, just watching Treasure Planet. And your grandma. Um, your grandma. I, I don't think... Is- that hot ass. I'm not saying she's. I'm not saying she's not a gilf. <laughs> but I mean, she had to have engaged to uh, to produce you. I, 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 all right, but I think the gap. No, I think it's too. It's no, too that's, rural. That's fine. I, I don't that's know. Fine. I think it's just and um, yeah. got too rural will sting a lot of people. Yeah. Well, last time we let something go rural, it fucked. It got fucked up. The yeah. origin. Too bloody right. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. And that's all the uh, long period of time we have time for. Go out, listen to songs to make your dad proud. It's out now. It's out on Spotify, Apple Music. Turn off this episode if you've made it all the way through and listen to our new album and let us know exactly what you think in no uncertain terms. Please do. We are so excited to have it. Hopefully it'll be out there soon. Put it on your Instagram story. I know it sounds like a lame request, but it is something that earnestly does help. And if you like it, surely you want to share it with your friends. Exactly. Uh, You'll catch us tomorrow on 4 BC Weekends with Spencer Housen. We're going to be talking about Frog's Hollow. So true. Some of you will recognise. And until then, just keep sending us stuff. We we think it's something fun to do next week. We'll do an episode. Uh, And every second Wednesday, you'll also hear me on the ABC doing the Suburb Spotto segment for which there is actually a prize. So it pays to tune in to Afternoons with Kat Fanny. Yeah, fantastic. So, um, but... First and foremost, just go listen to Songs to Make Your Dad Proud. We'd love to hear what you think about it over the weekend. And until next time, consider yourself unpacked. Well, we're awkwardly making some small talk Cause we'd rather be together alone So 